zombie dating tip. If your partner tries to bite you, don't take it the wrong way. Maybe they're just into some kinky stuff. After all, their skin is all for shapes and gray. You're listening to Podcast Detective. Now, run. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Podcast Detected. It's Anna. Um, Liz is also here with me hosting. Hi! Okay, so we've got a lot to talk about today, because today we're going to talk about ships. Woo! Um, we're also going to talk about a new superhero app that Six to Start is coming out with. We're going to talk about a podcast that uh, Naomi Alderman is doing. And um, also, brief announcement that there is going to be um, a special episode on the two cons that Zalia went to, which she actually got to organize and meet uh Naomi Alderman and Phil Nightingale which is so exciting so she's gonna have her, her own special episode about that coming to you soon Woohoo! I'm I'm so excited to find out what she has to say all right shall we get to the news yeah let's get to the news so tell us about that new game okay so it's really cool Basically, Six to Start is coming out with a new app, but it's like a superhero workout. Um, It's the same format, like there are story missions and stuff like that. But what I think is really cool about it is that there are more types of exercise. You can do um, exercises. You can do um, core exercise, strength training, as well as cardio. But um, strength training is actually really good to do with cardio. So after you do zombies run or the walk if you're not tired you could just like turn on your superhero app and do that like I used to take a weight training class after I ran and I was always like wow it'd be cool if this involved zombies too so (laughs) now I'm gonna have superheroes which is great it looks it looks nice what I saw on the homepage um very sci-fi-y yeah I think it's gonna be about like aliens invading the earth and then superheroes like, coming to the rescue, so I guess it's like the Avengers, which is awesome, because I love the Avengers. It actually, it will count your reps for you, and count your progress and your calories, same as uh, Zombies Run does, and I think you actually should be able to use the walk with it, because whenever I exercise, like, regardless of whether I'm running, if I move around, the walk still sometimes, like, picks it up. Yes, and drains your battery. <laughs> <laughs> drains your battery, but if you have a charger with you, then you can totally use the walk with it. Too. So yeah, that's um, not a whole lot of information out about it yet, but stay tuned for that. I think it's really exciting. I think it's a great idea to have something that involves more than just running or walking. Do they have any information out how long we have to wait for that game? I, I don't remember seeing anything on the homepage. I'd actually like to say that it's coming out this month I thought I think that's what I saw on the um Facebook page that they can link you to but don't quote me on that but I think that they said coming out in August hopefully they didn't mean like August 2015 hopefully they meant this year oh I hope not (laughs) that would be bad yeah okay in other news I have something that is not directly involving zombies run but maybe some of you will be interested there is a podcast that you can also download from iTunes. It's called The Cultures. And it's C U L T U R E S. Spelling in English. <gasps> and it is a podcast run by Naomi Alderman and Adrian Horn and Andrea Phillips, who are, you know, as you might know, these names who are very, very involved in Zombies Run and the writing. And they talk 
every week about technology, internet, religion, art, sci-fi, writing. And I think it's a super interesting podcast. So if you find yourself waiting desperately for the next episode of Podcast Detected to come out and you want to listen to something else, then check out The Cultures. Yeah, I'm really excited to check it out. I, I just recently discovered it, but it's interesting. I like it. So if you have time, check it out. Oh, and, and of course, the new new missions are about to come out, right? I think this week? No, next week. They're coming out next week. Oh, yes, so next behind. week. These are, these are, this is the last, last bunch. So we had two mid-season breaks. Yeah. And now the... There are 20 more missions, so we have like 60 missions totally for that for that season and a lot of different new ways of playing the game and that's uh, that's really exciting. It's a long long season. Yeah, about as long as season 2 but not at, with as many um no side missions I think so far. It seems like it was just you know, a week ago that the two of us uh, talked about the first impressions of season three. I know. Oh, oh my God. It's been so <laughs> the nostalgia. <clears throat> yeah, we are only nine episodes in, so it hasn't been that long. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like, I don't know, because I remember counting down to when season three was starting and like freaking out as soon as it started. So Yeah, and then it didn't work. Because yeah. Twitch just... <laughs> and then it like did not. <laughs> then episode three didn't come out for like a week, and I was really excited. All right, that that wraps up the fandom news, I guess. Now let's hear some drum rolls, and then we can get to our main topic. Our topic today is shipping. I guess Yay. I guess everybody knows what shipping is, right? I don't have. Yeah, to, we don't I think have if you're on Tumblr. It. I think you know what you know what shipping is. So uh, the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about zombies run and shipping is that a while ago I saw a post on Tumblr where somebody said zombies run makes me ship hetero couples. I don't know. It really strikes me as odd because there is the preference to ship homosexual or bisexual couples in fandom as such, mm. especially male male. I'm not really sure why, to be honest, why there are so many male male ships out there. I think it could have something to do with, I don't know, people want representation. Yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of why that's a thing. I also guess, to be completely honest here, some people might a bit fetishize, is that the word? Yeah gay couples so that that could also be a part of it yeah i totally agree with that because there's definitely a lot of representation in zombies run because you have jack and eugene and you have uh maxine and paula um and i think that because of that you don't maybe people don't really feel a need to like kind of analyze things and see if they could find like a pairing that isn't actually like canon because you know it's already there Whereas, like, in a lot of other fandoms, there isn't as much representation, and so they do have to, like, do that, or they do, like, tend to, like, kind of see things that, like, may or may not have been intended. That's an interesting theory. I thought maybe another reason could be that usually in movies and TV shows and books, we have 
much more male characters than female characters. So there is a lack of female characters. And, you know, the one or two female characters we have are usually all already canon love interests for Mm -hmm. the leading male characters. Because why would I add a female character if I don't make her a love interest to the hero, right? Of course! Of course! Because, yeah... And so I guess Zombies Run does have many female characters and that makes it much easier to ship them in any kind of relationship, be it female-female relationship or even male-female relationship. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, in Zombies Run just definitely, like, for all of the female characters, their plots are not about romance. Like, there is, like, the Maxine and Paula thing, but I wouldn't say that, like, either of their, like, main purposes are to be like with the other person you know okay i think before we should talk about specific ships i have some statistics many of you might know we have the so-called delicious account which is a collection of links to all kind of fan works mainly fan fiction and it collects fan fiction written on tumblr on archive of our own and i guess on fanfiction.net yeah, I think it does that too, yeah. So you can easily find out which are the most common ships. And uh, Zalia gave me the five most common ships in the Zombies Run fandom and how much fan work was written for them. Do you want to uh, guess who's in front? Jack and Eugene. Totally, yes. <laughs> no question. Well, that was easy. Who do you think is second? I think... I forget, I know that the top three, I want, I want to say that it was um, Jack and Eugene, and then I don't remember if Sam and Five were after them, or Maxine and Paula were after them, but I want to say that that's the order that it went in. Yes, exactly. Like, so one Sa- is, yeah. Sam and it's, Five. It's is Sam and Five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we have Maxine and Paula, also known as Dr. Girlfriends. I like that. Yeah. And <laughs> then we have... Janine and Simon. And the fifth is Simon and Jody. Those are in the top five? Yes. Uh, this is not representing what people actually ship, but just what people write most fanfic about. I mean, for all I know, Maxine and Paula have more fans than Jack and Eugene, but maybe people don't write as much fanfic about them. I think that a lot of, like, the the main authors who write, like, a lot write for Jack and Eugene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that it's just, like, an abundance of, like, the same people writing Jack and Eugene fanfiction, which is great. I love that. What was really interesting when I looked at these statistics is that the main ship in the fandom, and by far, so we have Jack and Eugene are in front with 228 fanworks as wow. for now. And the next one, Five and Sam are only on 52 in the Delicious. So, so you see, it's, it's, it's less than a quarter. Yeah. Uh, and all the others are about the same. So we have Sam and Five was 52, Maxine Paula 41, and Janine Simon is 32, and I guess 30 of them are written by Zalia. And yeah. then we have 21 for Simon and Jody. <laughs> Um, what interest, what's interesting is that um, maybe some people remember when Zombies Run was released, Jack and Eugene were not even in the game. That's true. They are, if we look at the game, Jack and Eugene are side characters. 
they're not yeah. really that important to the story. And I also realized when I did, um, I, I wrote down the, the question for the Tumblr to ask people which ships they like. And many, many people said that they like the Fife and Sam pairing. But it seems that while they do like the pairing, there is not much fanfic about it. I think that that's because, I don't know, in like literally every other fandom, self-insert is really frowned upon. And it's not like Five and Sam is always self-insert, but it's also, but it's like, even like just shipping a character with an OC is like frowned upon in fan fiction. I don't really frown upon it, but a lot of people like do. And I think that people might be hesitant to write something like that. It's exactly, exactly what I was thinking, yes. Um, I, I, because I thought, um, we have this whole Mary Sue debate, especially when it comes to female fanfic writers. Mm-hmm. You know, that you only write yourself and the way you want to be. And I'm, I agree, I think that some people shy away from writing fanfic for Sam and Five, because there is still this stigma. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. I would like to really applaud a lot of the people, though, because I haven't read a lot of Runner 5 and Sam fanfiction. I've read the entire, like, archive of our own (laughs) section multiple times, and I have, um, and I really haven't seen a lot of, like, people, you know, making Vibe a Mary Sue. I think that they always give him or her some sort of personality. And so even if they keep them like silent, so I think that that's really great. I think the problem here is that the selling point of the game is to a certain, you know, extent to insert yourself into the game. Mm-hmm. Because that's what keeps you motivated. You are runner five. It is what makes the game so special. So it's very, very difficult to come up with a completely new personality for five if you want to write Salmon Five fanfic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I personally don't feel like you need to create like a whole other person. I think that if you want to write about yourself, you just yes. have to, like, make it, like, because I think how many authors, if we're going to be serious, how many authors, like, put themselves into their characters? Probably, like, the majority. So I think that if you're going to do it, though, you just have to make sure that you keep it true to, like, you make it a real person. You don't make it, like, an mm-hmm. idea of idealized version of you. But, but honestly, like, whatever Sam and Five fanfiction you write, I will probably end up reading it <laughs> regardless. So know that one person will read it. Um, so write more Sam and Five fanfic. This is what we are saying. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, write more Sam and Five fanfic. All right, shall we get over it? We started with the second famous ship, I guess, and another one which was surprisingly not mentioned as much uh, on the Tumblr post, but is very present in the fandom as such, is, of course, uh, Jack and Eugene. Yeah. I always feel like I always feel like they're the biggest ship. I feel like the most people ship that, but I think that that's just because I see the most fan fiction for that. This is an interesting thing that I I realized and I remembered for myself that in the beginning of season one, uh, it's not really sure if Jack and Eugene are actually a couple or just p- partners, as in they work together. I mean, they're mm-hmm. obviously very close. But especially in the first few transmissions, you cannot, you know, 
say, are they a couple for real or are they not? It gets it, yeah, it I gets for, clear. Yeah, I forget when I like figured hmm? it out. Yeah. Yeah, I forget when I figured it out. I think I didn't even like figure it out from them. I think I figured it out from like Tumblr. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are transmissions in season one about halfway through where Eugene um, has food poisoning. I guess mm. after that there is no more, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. But it's it's not specifically stated, at least in the beginning. And I, I, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe they wanted us to like them before they kind of said, yeah, sure, they are a couple. And I guess... If you talk on Tumblr about radio boyfriends, then this might be a good hook to get people interested. Okay, what is this? This is zombies. This has a cute gay radio host couple, and you don't have to go to Welcome to Night Vale to have that. So. No, yeah, actually, when I was trying to convince my friend to um, start doing Zombies Run, which he said he was going to sometime this summer, so hopefully he will, but um, he really, really cares about representation, and I was, like, giving him all these reasons, and then suddenly I was just like, and there's a gay couple you can ship, and he's like, what? And he's just like, yeah, they're canon! And one of um, them is bisexual, so I, and it's not really a problem. Yeah, yeah, it was so. a good move, a good move by the writers, yeah. and, and by, by you, and... and I think we will talk about Radio Boyfriend some more in another episode. Let's get to Maxine and Paula, aka the Doctor Girlfriends. They were the first ship to make me upset because Mission Eleven was really rough. season one. Mission Eleven that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And spoiler warning: just for a few minutes um, for season two and three, I guess. What what really bothered me is that they did with they do with Maxine and Paula what I was afraid they were going to do with Jack and Eugene it's seeing oh look what a nice couple and now we will put them through as much pain as you can possibly imagine actually though they're literally they were in the same place for like one yes like one time oh look forward to season three it's getting more and more painful oh god it season three literally like hurts like having maxine not there is painful and um i want to put a shout out here to lin leo i'm not sure how to pronounce your name i'm sorry who uh (laughs) sent us a message and added why can't they just be happy for like five dang seconds (laughs) <laughs> we feel your pain and I we agree. agree. I strongly agree with that statement. No, they are a nice couple and I really appreciate having a lesbian couple because, like I said, there is this tent, this trend to uh, ship male characters with each other, but there are not as many female-female couples in the shipping yeah. world. I feel like even when there is representation in a lot of things as well, I feel like it's usually um, a male and male couple. I don't know if how many, I don't know how many times it's like a, like a female couple. Like one of the only other examples I can think of is like Orphan Black. Yeah. But usually if we talk about mainstream shows, then lesbian couples are either man-hating, which I'm not sure writers really understand what lesbian means. Um... Or it's just, you know, 
fan service for male audience. Yeah, I think that happens a lot of times too. So we're super excited for the Doctor Girlfriends and hope they will have a few happy moments together. Like maybe like a full mission instead of like one mm. segment. Not even, like most of a segment. <laughs> like they were happy for most of a segment. That's what happened. Yeah, that was actually I was a bit uncomfortable to that during that segment. This is the one where they snog really. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, can I just go And you hear it, it's gross. Oh my I, God. No, I mean I, I totally I'm fine with them, but can can I just I feel uncomfortable standing next to couples making out, so Oh definitely. Yeah. <laughs> can I just Especially like for my five, because it's like Maxine is like your friend and that's so awkward. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and and Paula becomes your friend later on and yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Okay, next on our list was the Janine Simon and then Simon Jody. A lot of Simon. Ah, another mm. couple that's never happy. <laughs> Simon and Janine. I, I never really got into that. I mean, I kind of take it as canon because it has been sort of established, right? But right. Uh, I'm just not really comfortable with the two of them i guess yeah i mean i i like them i think um i wish they could be happy <laughs> for like a second but i don't know i think that um you know after all the stuff that happened with simon and that was like really unexpected and stuff like that i don't know if there's gonna be like i don't know if there's hope for that ship i'm i think that ship did it like the Titanic? I'm not, I don't think they have a chance to get there happily ever after. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Same goes for Simon. <laughs> I mean, he did try to kill her. So, like, her and, like, everybody else there. Yeah, so. yeah. So. I think the same goes for Simon and Jody. Um, which was mm. a thing in season two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of Simon and Jody shippers. Like, I knew about Simon and Jody as a ship before I knew about um, Simon and Janine, but I think that um, I always saw them more as, like, a friendship kind of deal. Right. So you wanted to talk about a very special ship which has the shipping name God Complex. I did not know about this. God Complex is Simon and Van Ark, which is a ship that makes me like really uncomfortable. You know, I don't even know where it came from. I, I think, I, but I've seen, I've seen a decent amount of stuff for it. Van Ark scares me a little bit, but <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I said a little, I meant like immensely, but um, that would be a really interesting direction to go. I think that. I also liked the headcanon though that um, Van Ark was like secretly Simon's father. I thought that was a really cool headcanon. So in that case, no god complex. But um, no, I was I was never a big shipper of that. But I always thought it was really interesting that people like came up with that. It would not be a healthy relationship, I guess. But it is an interesting thought. I guess it was um, kind of a reaction of the fandom to try and understand what happens in the ending of season two. Yeah, I really, really always wish that we saw Simon and Van Ark interact just so we knew like what mm -hmm. was going on. I guess it was with big work. shock and a lot of people did not really understand what was happening and so they tried to find 
better solutions that the game than the game gave us. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd be, like, terrified to, like, go near a fanfiction for that and stuff, but it's, like, interesting to, you know, be like, oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> I think that Simon was such a beloved character, mm. though, that I, I can understand people, like, mm. wanting to understand, like, why would you try to murder us all? Like, it that's was, yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, maybe we... we can talk for a second about ships that we regret or ships that we wished were different. I know that most people who followed my blog during season two have heard me ranting about this a lot and it's still, it's, I still get angry when I think about that. I like the idea of Archie and Jamie as a couple because I think they were a really, really cute couple, but it was so much tell and not enough show like we hardly got time to experience them as a couple and how they went from i don't really know you to we're kind of dating and then to you're the love of my life in i don't know like right. three three missions and in between there is nothing and i i never i i liked both of them individually as characters really well-written characters but they did not get me to care for them as a couple i definitely agree with that i think that i cared a lot more about their relationship like in retrospect than i did yes. like when it was actually like going on like i think i cared about it when jamie and runner five were trying to rescue archie and i think i cared about it when they were they were like in that that one mission where they were both hallucinating mm -hmm. and then archie was there and then yeah but this is i'm for for ships i re i don't really regret it it's just that really bothered me that ship i, I guess mm -hmm. we also asked our listeners about least favorite ships and there's one thing that's really interesting um takua hijacked the TARDIS. That's this person's username. Got no idea who mm -hmm. Takua is. Sounds Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, this person writes, any least, least, any least favorite ships? I really can't say. I think everybody in this fandom really has no problem with what everyone else ships. And I think that is true. Yeah, I think that there's such, like, an... I mean, like, I don't love every ship, but I think that, like, there's such, like, a large amount of tolerance for every ship, mm -hmm. just because, like, there's no shipping wars in there anywhere, and I think, like, with so many of the ships, you can, like, see where people mm -hmm. were coming from when they started shipping that. I think you can, like, like, I've seen so many posts saying, like, the best thing about this app is you can ship everyone <laughs> with everyone, and I'm like, that's actually kind of true, you know? Yeah. And we also got uh, a Twitter message from... Chiara Molloy or Chiara, I'm not sure. Uh, I love Five Sam far too much. Also, Jody Ed is a weird one I like. And this is, I guess, what you said. You always realize where people come from with their ships. I guess there was a really nice transmission in the ending of season two where Jody helps Ed to make a hat to knit something for Molly. Yeah. That was really sweet, so I can kind of see where this person is coming from, shipping them. This may be a long shot, but if you're that one person who ships Jody and Ed and, like, writes all the Sam and Five fics, I love your fanfiction. But <laughs> if you're not, then scratch that. But, um... Maybe, maybe this is the person yeah, that I they think... will be very happy for your compliment. <laughs> yeah, because there's this one person, 
So if it's different people, then I didn't know Jody and Ed was such a popular ship. But there's another person who like writes Sam and Five fan fiction, but always has Jody and Ed in it for like two seconds, like oh, like a mini character of oh, like cameo. Like by the way, Jody and Ed are together, and I was like, huh. But I can I can definitely see that. I think Jody would be really good with Molly. Shall we talk about least favorite chips and before we finish the episode? Yeah, let's do um, that. One person said uh this person is called pop tart okay <laughs> and pop tart writes least favorite jody and owen he's such a creep mm. jody has showed no interest in him yet he continually tries to ask her out not to mention he's a known liar the whole relationship would basically be built on coercion i don't know how to pronounce that word yeah. is that the right word yeah coercion what does yeah. that mean Oh, gross. The person adds gross. Yeah, I think, um, I think they just mean that it would be, like, it's, like, Owen's always, like, trying to push Jody to go out with him, so, like, if she did, it would be because Owen kept pushing her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be. I, I Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I don't hate Owen, but I have, like, a lot of problems with, um, things that he does with Jody. Like, I, especially the, the mission where you find out about Jody's past mm-hmm. and she had, like, the weird money thing i think both him and like in some to some degree sam turned on her like really quickly and i was like really unfazed by finding Mm -hmm. out what she Mm -hmm. did i mean it's the apocalypse the past is the past so i was kind of annoyed at like both of them that they did that and i was like well then especially with owen though because Mm -hmm. it's like well if you like her then you shouldn't turn on her that quickly like that's i kind of i was annoyed by sam as well in that mission but i kind of understand it a little more i guess he Mm. was still a little bit shocked from what happened with simon yeah i think that sam had more of a reason to be like i was annoyed Mm -hmm. at both Mm -hmm. of them but i think that sam had more of a reason to be angry than Owen. but they both clearly overreacted the thing is yeah when when owen was introduced in the season two they were constantly you know fighting jody and owen Mm. I kind of liked the idea because I thought what they were going to do was, I thought it was something like a Benedict Beatrice, much to do about nothing mm. scenario. It's my favorite play. Yeah. 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 And I love that. Like, I love characters who, like, hated each other and then fell in love. Like, I was a big, if anyone watches Avatar The Last Airbender, I was a big Zuko and Katara person. Um... But I think that, so I think I was really hoping that it would go in that direction. And then Owen got weird and he actually liked her. I was kind of like, I liked when you fought, but were like, had sexual tension. I thought that was good. Exactly. So what I realized was that, so in the beginning, I was really on board with Owen and Jody, And then season three came around. And it turns out that not only was Owen really interested in her, but he also had asked her out plenty of times and she had turned him down and then he tricks her to go out with him and I was like, that is such a no-go. But it's not not bad writing, by all means. It was supposed to be creepy, I guess. Yeah, I think, like, you were supposed to get annoyed for Mm -hmm. doing that um, at Owen. Um... But I think, especially if you're runner five, because you're like, this is so stupid, and I'm out amongst the zombies. And <laughs> like, um, but I think that as a as a ship, like if they wanted, if they want them to be into, 
like end up together because at this point I'd be kind of like upset if Jodie changed her mind just because like I have issues with Owen now so I think that if they wanted that to happen then they should have just like stuck with the whole like bickering thing. Also, I wish, like, we kind of saw Owen, like, change his mind and stop fighting with her because the last time yes. we talked to them, they were just, like, like at each other's throats about, like, we, We're going so. from act one to act three without mm-hmm. getting the whole, uh, Benedict realizes he actually does like Beatrice part. I think, um, it would have been really cool to have, like, a whole Much Ado About Nothing themed mission and, like, try to convince and, like, have people, like, in the background, like, talking about how much the other one likes that person and then, like, that would have been, like, really fun. I would have been so excited. I think I remember that Sam mentions in a later mission that Jody stayed at Owen's bed. Or, or at Owen's side while he was recovering because she yeah. felt maybe because she felt kind of guilty and mm-hmm. I I hope that they take the direction of she stays at his side because she feels kind of guilty because it was somehow a bit her fault that this is not some kind of oh you got hurt because of me and now I have to nurse you back to health and I will totally fall in love because only now do I realize how much I really like you and how much you really care for me yeah I think that that, like I said earlier I really feel like Owen and and Jody would have only worked if they Mm -hmm. kept like the bickering thing up I don't think at this point like that's a healthy basis for a relationship they could be friends I just don't think that like at this point they should be together okay any more ships we need to talk about I'd like to, I know we talked about God Complex already, but I'd like to say that I w- just hope that Venark is very alone in life, because I don't like him. Okay, so we obviously had a lot of thoughts on ships and shipping as such. If you want to comment on that, let us know. You can contact us at waytoomanypeoplenacomshack at gmail.com, or you can t- uh, message us at the podcast detected Tumblr, or you can tweet at Podcast Detected. Next up is Devin, who will talk about, you know, zombie defense and ways to fight off zombies in case they ever come close to you. Hey everyone, this is Devin, and I'm here to share with you some zombie defense tips I've picked up. Now, I've been taking Eastern Martial Arts for roughly a year now, and that includes stuff like swords and claymores and all the pointy, dangerous stuff we secretly love. And I've picked up on a few tips that may help if you're surrounded by the undead. Now, we all know guns are a risk move. They are effective enough while using no strength, but the noise can attract other zombies in the area and give away your location. Your best bet's probably a baseball or cricket bat, cane, ski pole, or even a sword, if you can get one. Also, the staff is probably the best weapon you can acquire. Fun history fact, around 80% of murders in the 1800s UK area were committed by a staff in one hit. Most of these fights were between drunken men, but hey, a zombie has about the same reflexes as those who are dangerously intoxicated enough to agree to a staff fight. So you have the advantage. Staffs can be substituted by tree branches, tall oars, or any long stick that's roughly your height or greater. Cumbersome to carry, but pretty light for the most part. Now, I've found that many European sword manuals are very, very complicated, but essentially end up looking like Jedi sword fighting. If you're swinging your weapon around pretending to be fueled by the Force, you're already doing pretty well. This may not work on a master sword fighter, but for a zombie's reflexes, 
you're going to be golden. Also, with force, less is more. Raise your weapon above your head and let gravity do most of the work. Oftentimes, the hardest hits hits come from less strength, not more. The average person isn't a weightlifter, so to last longer in fights and to take out more zombies, use gravity and don't tire yourself out. That's all for now. Stay safe out there, Runner Fives. Okay, so um, that's it for this episode. I know we talked about it a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Our next theme, which I'm going to be, which I'm so excited about, <laughs> is AU's headcanons and crossovers. Um, so any headcanons, AU's, or crossovers you can think of, please um, message them to us. Again, you can uh, contact us at way too many people in a com shack at gmail.com the podcast detected tumblr or tweet at podcast detected all right thank you for listening bye podcast detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack zombies run belongs to six to start music is rich groove by jason kessler questions want to submit a story or need more information You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a comshack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.